coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida. Welcome to the Paper Stack Podcast, where we cover current topics in the note industry, give you tactics for your note business, and talk with industry leaders to make you a better note investor. And now, your hosts, Brett Berkey and Rick Allen. I am Brett, and this is Rick, and today we are doing another case study. So this should be fun. Another case study today. Or the same day, just recorded two. Oh, I don't think people know that. Oh, no. They're secret. We just wear the same clothes for like same Steve Jobs. We have, yeah, we have a Zuckerberg and Jobs. Yeah, that's we right. Just have, we actually have a studio that we come and get dressed in. So my wife's happy that we can just rotate. There's keep the same clothing. Anyways, yes, another case study today. Still the holidays, though. It's still the holidays. We are a couple days closer to Christmas. So let's let's dive in there. Okay, dope. I don't even know what you're going to talk about. So it's all on you. That's just a good co-host right there. Chase it. <laughs> I know it's a case study. I just don't know. It's which case one. study. This one. Last, so last time we talked about one that was really recent. The uh, talked about seeing a diamond in the rough, kind of looking for multiple exits. This one has multiple exits, but this is more of a strategic structuring of an exit. Yeah. We purchased a loan in Groveland, Florida. Okay. Or was it Mascot? It was Mascot, Florida. You had to go through Groveland to get the Mascot which is not far. Maybe it's an hour from here. And newer built house. And by newer, I mean it was in the 2000s built. And we end, it, we went and at the time drove by the house just to get an idea of what it looked like. The front door was kicked in. It was vacant. So is this a note or is this a... It's a note. Okay. But we went to view the house. We can secure the house if it's vacant. Okay, okay. So we had somebody go in, look around, take pictures was in pretty good shape, secured the house, and we're like, it's obviously either going to be a foreclosure or we're going to get them to sign it over because, you know, you're not going to necessarily. This is after you've already bought it? After I bought the loan. Yeah. Yeah. So now you can go in there and but do all that do stuff. Start, then it's okay. It's time to start a loss mitigation process. What are we going to do? Yeah, because you don't know where the borrower's at. Nope. And we, we tried reaching out to the borrower, sent letters, did a skip trace, kind of were hitting dead ends. We knew there was a second position. Oh, there was. Yeah. There was a second on it. It was one of those things where there's a second there, but the second was pretty small. And But you'd wipe out the second. We would wipe out the yeah. second. So we Definitely would wipe out the second. We ended up getting in contact with the borrower. How'd you do that? They actually wound up responding to one of our, one of our phone calls. Oh, really? So our servicer had him, reached out, finally got him on the phone. And I said, if you get him on the phone, see if they'll patch me in and I can start talking to him. So really? Started, yeah. So I started talking to him and I said, look, we want to offer you a solution on the house. He, I was like, do you want to keep it? And he's like, no, my wife and I are divorced. We both don't want the house. Wow. So we'll sign it over. I was like, perfect. They both worked at Disney, but they're divorced. So it's like, now you're like juggling relationship yeah which and it seems like they were bitter he didn't have very nice things to say about her and she didn't have very nice things to say about him that's bitter they were bitter so that's tough sometimes you're trying to get people to work together and that's part of the lost mitt you just gotta as an asset manager you gotta be ready to put on the hat and do what needs to be done side note that's a long drive to disney from mascot it is a heck of a drive that's <laughs> It's one heck of a drive. That's probably why their marriage fell apart. That's right, because no one was they ever had to home. ride in the car with each other for an hour <laughs> oh, there and an hour back. 
Yeah, that would suck. Yeah. That's a long drive. It is. We ended up getting in contact with him, and we're talking to our attorney, and he's looking at it. And we're like, okay, there's a second position, and I think the second position was like 22000 Okay. What'd you get this one for? You said I don't know. I don't remember the numbers. Yeah. The numbers were just if I was gonna guess, we were probably paid like sixty thousand or sixty five thousand. And they, and the, but what was the value? The value then you're probably looking at one fifty. Okay. Maybe not. Maybe it was like sixty thousand. It was worth like one twenty gotcha. or one thirty okay. somewhere in there with a second. But the balance on it was like the loan was for like two hundred thousand or two hundred and fifty thousand. It was just one of those things where. It was so upside down. Yeah. This was like, thing, this was right when things were get, got creamed. So we're talking, you're talking 2012, 13, 14, somewhere in there. There's still quite a bit of blood in the streets. Values hadn't bounced back. Here's one of those things where you're just like, that, was unco- that wasn't uncommon, especially here in Central Florida. Oh, gosh. Yeah. To buy houses that were built in the early 2000s, two, four, five, six, seven, even. And then have them foreclosed on and 12, 13 mm-hmm. out there for just like pennies on the dollar. So we're like, okay, we need to structure this. If they will get them to, I want to get them to sign the house over. So they've mentally checked out. Yeah. Excuse me. So they mentally check out. They, in their head, they've given it to us. But I also need them to realize that I might have to foreclose. Yeah. Because there's a second. There's a second there. There's somebody who is blocking me. So what do I need to do? I need them to sign a deed in lieu. Correct. And a consent to foreclosure, a consent to judgment. Explain that. Are you new to the mortgage note industry? Have you been wanting to learn the step-by-step process to purchase your first mortgage note? Well, you're in luck. We've convinced our CEO, Rick Allen, to break down everything he knows about mortgage note investing. Through a series of 50 videos, you'll get everything from start to finish of where to purchase notes, how to purchase notes, and all of Rick's investing techniques he has developed over the many years. From performing note tactics to non-performing notes, Rick gives you everything he knows about investing. Bonuses include our glossary of industry terms, Rick's own proprietary calculators he created to evaluate notes, discounts from our partners, our Rolodex of vendors, a private Facebook group, along with a lot more. We've packed so much content into the Academy to take you from beginner to expert in no time. To learn more about the Academy, go to academy.paperstack.com slash welcome. Again, that is academy.paperstack.com slash welcome. So a consent to judgment is worse. Basically, they're basically saying, yes, this is how much we owe. We're not contesting the foreclosure. Go ahead and move through with it. And go through with the foreclosure? Yeah. They want. They were okay with that. They didn't want to do Deedaloo? I said, look, I'm going to... Ha- yeah, they did, but I had to have them sign both. Sign both? Whoa. A deed in lieu and a consent to judgment. Because along with getting them to sign the consent to judgment, the deed in lieu, I had them sign a permission slip, basically, something that allows me to reach out to the second position mortgage and negotiate and try to get it reduced or forgiven or paid or something. That's, wow, okay. So you have to have all those things because if you just get the consent to foreclosure or consent to judgment and the deed in lieu, like the whole purpose of doing both is so that you could turn around and go to the second and try to get them to negotiate, but they won't talk to you if you don't have permission. If you don't have the permission to negotiate on the account. We got all that taken care of. And we went to 
the second position. Okay. And started, well, and started negotiating. How'd that go? Oh, it was, they owed. Was this a private investor? Who no, no, this is one of the, one of the debt collectors out there who's fairly well known. Really? And they, oh my gosh. First of all, the hoops that you had to jump through were just ridiculous. Nobody would call you back. So we back and forth with these people. They had to have, uh, they're like, obviously I need to see this form filled out. Here you go. It's filled out. And they go, okay, great. Give us seven to 10 days to review it. Okay. You're approved to talk to them. All right. Started negotiating. They're like, okay, submit your offer in writing. So we're like, look, we'll give you five grand. You're owed 22 plus a bunch of past dues. So they were probably owed like 50. Yeah. And they're like, or 40 or something like that. And they're like, no, we want 20, 22,000. We want the full principal balance. Jeez. How long have they been non-performing? A long time. A long time. Okay. Yeah. So we've been back and forth with them though. It took us 30 days of back and forth and their process is just terrible. And I'm talking to them on the phone. I'm emailing him stuff and saying, look, I've got a, I've got a deed in lieu of foreclosure that I'd like to use, but I can't do it because you're in my way. Yeah. I'll pay you five grand because I'm going to pay five grand to get this thing foreclosed. Probably less because of I've got a consent judgment. Yeah. And, if you need and to I go, foreclosed or what? here's my consent to judgment. Do you? And they're like, no, we're not. Right. I, I think they would rather take the write off on it. Really? I was like, you guys are crazy. So I ended up, we ended up going in there, trying to work with them. And like I said, we, I mean, we were, we spun 30, 45 days and end up, but you know, what we did do is I was like, look, go ahead and just file, spend the money and file the foreclosure. Who were you talking to about this? My attorney. Oh, okay. So we said, file the foreclosure. So we're not burning time. So we filed the foreclosure. I showed them we had foreclosure. They didn't want to settle. So that Dean Lou was essentially useless. It was just a piece of paper they signed. But we ended up going back, using the consent to judgment, getting the house back along the way. Along the way to foreclosure, we had forced place insurance. We got vandalized by, by kids in the neighborhood. And somebody in the neighborhood knew who did it. The neighbor, they like, I know who did it. And they told us all three kids. And so we ended up having an insurance claim on that one that we filed for, I think we got, they wrecked the house. They went in holes in the wall. Why? Just because they're, they're 12 and 12 years old and 13 year old boys. Mm. That's just what they do. Right. So it's frustrating for us. They threw bricks through the sliding glass door in the back. That's never good. No, to be expected. So constant big headache for us. Ripped some of the cabinet doors off, holes in the wall. They weren't professionals because they didn't take any of the copper. That's <laughs> what I like to say. But so we got, we wound up getting, I think, fourteen to 17,000. They were supposed to, they wrote the estimate, like the guy who did it, look, this 25 grand and work. But then they, the forced place insurance depreciated our value and then we ended up getting 17. But I ended up, we ended up getting two of the three kids to pay five grand each. Really? Yeah. Of the parents, obviously, not the kids. Wow. So that was a long... They were grounded. Oh, because I was like, I mean, they're going to, I mean, they're going to file a, I did file a police report, but it was like, do you want to press charges or not? Yeah. 
I'm not gonna ruin these kids' lives. Yeah. I don't want to do that. They're gonna they're gonna take a beating from this one. Yeah, their parents are gonna be pissed. Yeah. So anyways, we ended up getting a house back. We had to remodel the whole thing. We ended up sell, selling it and did well on it, but that was one of those things where, you know, the whole looking at it from beginning to end, the whole setup. Oh, I forgot to mention there was they did, I did see signs in there that they would sign a deed in lieu in the servicing notes that they're interested in signing the house over. This is before we bought it. Before we bought it. Oh, that was one of those things. I was like, okay, it's ready to go. It's here. Let's do this. But we were able to set up that exit and set up, really it was setting up once you had them wanting to get rid of the house. It was, how are we going to deal with the second position lien? Who really has no position to, to stand on. They, they were like, I don't know what they were negotiating with. They must have been bluffing. Well, you called their bluff. Oh, yeah, they got nothing. Yeah, that was stupid. That was stupid. Huh. But I since have negotiated with them on other things, and I've come to find out that's just their, their policy. So I was happy that... What's their policy? To, they're just like, they're just, they're just going to try to recover as much as they can, and they're not really going to short sell with us. So I was like, fine. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. It may work on some, didn't work on this one. I tried to climb them. I was like, let me talk to your manager, because... I thought I was making a great deal. I'm like, look, I'll give you five grand. Yeah. And they're like, no. It sucks. Okay, whatever. Hmm. So that's that was a little bit of a shorter one, a lot shorter than the last one. But So that was that a win or is it a... That was a big W for us. Yeah? Yeah. If we want to go through another one. I don't know if we've ever talked hardest hit fund. We haven't, but uh, let's keep going on this one because I want to just break it down a, a little bit and then okay. we can do some more on the hardest hit fund. So tell me, so... You you bought it. You got rid of the second. They got nothing. You got seventeen for forced place insurance. You got five from each one, so fifteen. No, I got 30. five from two of the three, so we got twenty-seven. Basically, it covered our repairs. So we just covered repairs. It covered repairs plus a little bit. I right. mean, it wasn't. And then, so after repairs, that's after repair value, but just not whatever they screwed up. But the whole no, so we were we were. Paid 60-ish for it, so we were probably into it for 90, and I think we sold it for 130. How long did it take? To sell it? Not long. It was, we were... Was this in like a neighborhood? Is it? Yeah, it was in a neighborhood. Yeah. So it was, it was one of the cookie-cutter neighborhoods where every house is like, got, there's two models. Yeah. Enter from this side of the house or enter from this side of the house, and they just flipped it. That was, it was just one of those neighborhoods. Wow. It was just to where a builder went in there and found like a 10-acre plot and just pressed out as many of these things as they could. Gave him damn near zero lot lines, stuff like that. So I was talking to Charlie recently. He's telling me the whole process of how he does it. That's what he does. Yeah. He buys, yeah, he says he buys it and adds water, adds power, grids it out, puts partial. in some clay roads. Yeah. And then, yeah, he does it. I was like, you got to teach me your system. He's like, you got two minutes? <laughs> yeah, you buy a piece of property and you figure out how many houses you can stick on there and throw some roads in, bring some power and water. Yeah, and that was Sell it. Sell owner financing. I was like, oh, wow. You make it sound so easy. He's like, it takes a while. He's like, the hardest part is finding the land. The hardest part is finding the dirt, for yeah. sure. He's like, getting... you got to find that, and then you can do it. Yeah, all the other stuff. He's like, yeah, the other stuff's easy. It's just to find the right area plot. And so I was like, huh. That's interesting. So that was a win, huh? That was a W, man. Those are, yeah, that was a good W. It was good that you were local here, too. Yeah, the. Because actually. There's something to be said for being local. If you're in your area. Like it's, would you consider mascot your area? So if you guys don't mascot, if you're in Orlando, 
uh, from where we're at right now, right in the center of the city, we're talking 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. So you're out and you're going out towards, like going heading towards, towards Tampa, Tampa, Brooksville. Yeah. So you're going west across the state from Florida. Yeah. And so would I consider that my area? Yeah. I would consider anything here in central Florida ish, like Orlando, like areas that I know. Basically, I'm a real estate broker. So. Yeah. Anywhere that my MLS reaches and touches, like yeah. that I can go and pull comps and get a real granular idea, and it's within an hour's drive, I'd say that's within my area because I just know, I know all those areas. How far does a broker's reach? Because you, you can't do stuff in like Miami or you can't do stuff. No, there's different border realtor boards or MLS boards. or uh, Okay. It, I could go sign up and become a member of that board. But I don't, I don't really use the real estate license too much unless it's helping friends, family get houses, house, or obviously for work. I use it for this. Interesting. Yeah. Good. That was a good case study. Yeah. Where are we at in time? About 17 minutes. 17. The shorter one, but that's good. It's not quite a snackable, but not quite a long one. But it was good. What's the takeaways? What's, what, what can people learn from that? Takeaways is start with. Servicing notes. So always read the servicing notes. So know that way story, you get it. Huh? Yeah, know the story. Read the tea leaves. Try to put it together and understand. If you put it together and understand the backstory and what's going on, it helps you put your forward-facing story. Like, it, it helps you make your plan, your route. If I'm going to go this route, this is the best route, the easiest route, which in this case was the deed and loop. But for that to happen, I got to have this domino and this domino fall, which is them sign the deed and loo. Settling with the second. Settling with the second and then making sure no other liens popped up or anything like that. So there was, I go, that's, it could happen, could, but probably not likely. And I'm not getting into a six month pissing contest on negotiations with this company. I'm gonna give them a little bit of time. If they don't want to do it fine, I'll just foreclose. Yeah. So that leaves you with this option. So by looking at the past, you can see, okay, here are the options. They want to sign the house over. That'd be great. If not, at least I can get a consent judgment and move forward this route. And then if for some reason they didn't want to sign a consent judgment, the house is vacant. I'll just do regular foreclosure, which would slow it down just a little bit. Consent judgment, that just means it's, you just sped up the foreclosure process? Essentially. What do you mean by essentially? Essentially, you don't, you're bypassing having to prove your case. Oh, really? Yeah. Because they sign it. Because they sign it and say, yeah, it's all true. What they said is true. I owe them this money. I didn't pay. Oh, this well. is how much I owe them. And we'll, what we'll do is we'll say, look, in exchange for consent judgments or deed and lose or anything like that, we always offer, look, we'll waive our right to seek deficiency judgments or anything like that. So it's not a win for them, but it's, a, it's an out. Yeah, it's not a loss. Gotcha. But it still goes on the record as a foreclosure. Yes. Okay. On the deed and lieu, which would not. Correct. Gotcha. Okay, cool. I guess we'll see you next time. Hope you guys took something away and learned a couple of things from Rick and his his multiple battle wounds and stuff like that. Oh, so yeah, That's you... a good way to look at it, battle wounds. <laughs> They're battle scars for sure. So if you want to hear more case studies like this, be sure to like it and maybe give us some ideas and would you like him to cover? I'm just here for asking questions. Yeah, maybe we'll <laughs> do one on Hardest Hits Fun would be a good one to talk about, but it's not... Oh. It's not relevant now because the hardest hit fund's not really here, but that was basically the hardest hit fund was a government program that was meant to give money to the states to keep people in their houses, to catch them back up. And so they gave money to the states. You applied to the state if you were behind on your mortgage. 
if they approved you, they gave the money to your lender to keep you in the house. And there's a bunch of different avenues. So we're going to hear some of those. Those I, are I know good. You had some goodies. So we'll those are it. some good ones. Those right now, the hardest hit funds, not necessarily operating because times are pretty good. But in the event that there is a downturn, it was a tried and true thing that worked before. Their implementation sucked a little bit, but this, at least the state said it was really, as any government thing is, a lot of paperwork, a lot of shit that gets lost. But if it comes back, it's a good thing to know about. So we will touch on those. And just, I don't know what's going on. Some of the biggest, one of the real big guys who used to work for one of the big banks, I won't say which one, has reached out to an agent I have under me who was a huge REO agent in the area. And they asked if he would is still in the game and wants to make sure and re-sign any sort of referral agreements because this large bank has reached out to them and said, we need to get our ducks in a row for next year. Oh, the foreshadowing on that. Oh, the foreshadowing on that is thick. Jeez. But you read into it what you want. For me, we said it before, stuff's going to mount up and somebody's got to pay the piper. And this is a big bank. And so... I don't know. That means that there could be an onslaught. We'll yeah. see. So anyways, looking forward to talk to you guys next. Have a good one. See ya.